and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, I'm speaking about the winners, the successful people, those who have reached the pinnacle, uh, the pinnacle of success and the top of the mountain. For me, success is the ability to say that you've made it in your own field or to have personally achieved goals that make you... Uh, you know, just that little bit better than uh, uh, the majority of people, not to make you know the the arrogant claim or the 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 less humble idea of being better than everyone else. But these people have reached the top of of where they're at. They have got to where they are, and they're well known. And maybe that is the definition of success, because the definition of success changes from person to person. A lot of people consider success with money. Some people consider success in spiritual aspects. People consider success in power and wealth and all of these things, and uh, or political power, or being a king or a ruler, all of these things. Um, for me personally, I'm going to go through some examples in a minute, but... Success, to me, determines by many factors, and I want to go through each of these factors because, for me personally, if I want to become more successful in my life, I must understand the factors that have made other people successful, and understand that I don't know enough to be able to, at this point in time, where I'd, I'd, I'm not as successful as I want to be, uh, but I know I can be better, uh, and hopefully, somebody else, you know, listens along and understands the 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 sort of scenario I'm trying to put forward in the sense that this podcast is going to be surrounding around those aspects of success and of the winners. So some of the examples that break these people apart, you know, the consistent the consistency behind them is Cristiano Ronaldo, Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Courtney DeWalter, Casey Neistat, uh, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, J.K. Rowling, The Rock, David Goggins, Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Peter Jackson, and the list goes on. Now, a lot of those people I've named there have all made a mark within their own field, have all made, and some of them have made their mark in many fields, and that, that makes them even more uh, great than they already are. They're already winners in one field, they've made it in other fields as well. Now, I've named just a few of the, the people that come to mind immediately uh, when it comes down to success. Uh, but one of the, the common factors behind all of those people is that they are consistent hustle, hard work grinders. They, they put out, you know, they, they, these people, all every single one of them have the ability to say that they've worked hard to get to where they are. They've gone from nothing to something. Uh, a good couple of examples there would be Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He is known for his ability to just pump out every single day, get up at four in the morning and grind out a workout wherever he is situated in the world and whatever his schedule is and whether he has family commitments or whether he's got multiple gigs going on that day. His ability to consistently do that and he posts it uh, on Instagram and other platforms to be able to show this consistency. Uh, David Goggins, another one who has the ability to, even when he's at his lowest, mentally speaking, he has the ability to run more miles or put in physically. 
we can even talk about Elon Musk and how he puts in 100-hour work weeks where it's not physically, but it's mentally tiring. Uh, it's, it's that consistent grind with the Williams sisters, the ability to consistently win trophies over and over again. Cristiano Ronaldo with his ability to stay in shape all the way up until he's 36 and still be a prolific winner. Michael Jordan when he just destroyed the league with the Bulls team. Every single one of these people have the ability to crush the opposition through just consistent hard work. For me, there's nothing more inspiring than seeing somebody who has consistently put the work in. It's like I've said before, if you're a lottery winner, you haven't put anything in, you've just been lucky. If you are consistently doing something day in, day out, you're going to get something from it. Whether that is becoming like any of these people on the list, it doesn't matter. You're going to get something from it. Just by, let's say you you are, are a beginner right now, absolute beginner runner, and you've, you've never run a mile in your life, but you want to get like, a, a, you know, any any runner you can think of. I mean, my immediate thought is Casey Neistat because he's on the list. He was the person who inspired me initially to run. Even though he's not a professional runner, he himself has run many marathons, many ultras, many all, all of these Ironman races himself. And he also had a family, kids, and did a, you know, a well-known vlog on YouTube that's made him very, very successful. His inspiration behind that, of him getting in a run-in, you know, as much as possible, was always inspirational to me. And so I would say to the absolute beginning, you need to find the person who inspires you to be able to put those miles in. Or if you're a cyclist, you need to find that cyclist who inspires you to put those miles in. And eventually it won't matter. That person who inspired you in the first place won't even be in the back of your mind when you get to, for instance, in my case, seven years of running. It won't matter anymore. You won't ever even, you know, that person will have initially got to you through the first couple of weeks, maybe, maybe a month. But after that, it's all you. And that's what I'm talking about when it comes down to that consistent grind. Because initially you start, you say, to, you're thinking, oh, it's just other people who have got me through this. It's other people who have helped me, inspired me, given me motivation. But that fades away. Uh, and, you know, quoting Goggins, motivation is, is shit. It doesn't exist. It's the drive. It is that consistent grind that gets you to where you be. I was so driven. And I'm not, not going to say motivated because motivation is crap. Motivation comes and goes. When you're driven, whatever's in front of you will get destroyed. Now, I'm not going to promote hustle culture because I don't believe in 100-hour work weeks like Elon Musk. I believe in consistency and a balance in life. Because, you know, the, I think it's Goggins who said that the imbalance creates you into one of the best in the world. Maybe that's what I'm missing. Maybe it is that imbalance and maybe it's one of those factors. I don't have that as one of the factors here. Believe it or not, I don't have uh, an imbalance in life because even though a lot of these people are imbalanced, for instance, Michael Jordan having a, you know, a, a consistent like addiction to being the best, he, for the rest of his life, is known for that guy, but he doesn't actually have you know, balance in life, unlike Kobe Bryant, who believed he wanted to do m other things. So it, it, it's a comparison there. Goggins and Michael Jordan are very similar in the sense that they had that imbalance and they just went for the one thing. It brings me back to the warrior, the king, the lover, the magician, you know, the archetypes of your personality. Instead of just accessing the warrior, the one part of your life, 
where you can be the best in that field. Kobe Bryant proved that you can be uh, brilliant in multiple fields and have the ability to be a basketball player and a writer and a family man and all of these things. Balance. Balance is everything, I think. And I think a lot of these people prove it later on. Um, and for me personally, I, I always find that more inspirational than somebody who says, I just went for the one thing uh, and that was it. There was nothing else. Uh, uh, because it means that you sacrifice every other part of your life. And maybe that is what it means to be a winner. Just soul focus. Because I have that on the list of things, but we'll talk about it later. But for me, the consistent grind, the hustle of it is put every day isn't going to be making your max rep. Every day isn't going to be getting that best mile time. Every day isn't going to be getting your best shot on the court. You're going to put some air balls in there you're, or you're hitting the goal or you're missing the goal or you're not getting as many goals or you're not getting as many headers. There's, there's never going to be a day, you know, every single day isn't going to be the best day of training. That's the point of training. That's the point of consistently working hard. So that's the message I get from when I look at these people. I think of that message. It's the consistency of the hard work that makes them winners rather than the idea that every single day they are becoming the best person. They, you know, they are the best at what they do because they've all come from something. So it links well onto the next factor is that all of these people have, you know, gone from nothing to become something. And it doesn't matter where they started in the first place. It was all about that ability to go from no one to someone. Now, I'm not saying that everybody who hasn't reached success is a no one. It just means that these people have taken it to such an extreme that it becomes that. It's like going from a, you know, going from a ghost to a physical being in this case because of how much a difference it is in their lives. Um, you know, of that list, my immediate thought process is J.K. Rowling uh, with her ability to go from an English teacher in Portugal to becoming the world, one of the world's most renowned authors, creating a seven book series that becomes a, one of the best film series of all time. Uh, inspiring millions of children across the world, you know, being read to as nighttime stories to kids at night. It is this, in my mind, is what you go from zero to hero in that sense. It doesn't necessarily make you a better person, but it does make you somebody who has a great origin story, to say the least, you know. there There is a movie behind that. Bill Burr talks about this re regularly on his podcast, how how he would at 20 he was when he was 27 he was still living with his parents he was you know saving up money to be able to move to new york to become a comedian and it mentally tore him apart and it mentally destroyed him uh, up to that point because he had all these people around him telling him you know he was they were doing this they were doing that and he was having to just concentrate solely on being going down that career the career path uh, and nowadays when he talks on the, the podcast that he he runs the Monday morning podcast, which is hilarious and he is brilliant, is how he loves the ability to go into film, go do, you know, his stand up comedy, go be with his family. Again, I'm going to keep bringing up balance because there's a couple of people on this list who are going down that one track mind, that focus, but they, you know, not the, the more well-rounded people last longer. They burn in less bright, but they burn consistently. And I, I like that. So yeah, work ethic, big one there. 
When someone else questions their ability, they remember it. And then they pay them back. A really good example of that is Michael Jordan's I took it personally. <laughs> it became personal with me. I love that that quote where uh, something bad happened to Michael from anything he took it. He, he's, he always said that in his documentary, The Last Dance, where it's uh, the Chicago Bulls last season from 1997 to 1998. And whenever someone slighted him in any way, he would say the phrase, I took it personally. Now, many people would call that childish. Maybe people, many people would call that, you know, a lack of ability to move on from things. But winners don't do that. They take it and they use it. Many people would have said that Michael, you know, the took it personally quote is quite funny. It's, you know, it's a meme. It is a meme. But the proof in the pudding is that he used that as fuel to beat his opponents. There's, I imagine in Hollywood that's a big thing as well. I'm going to go get that part instead of you. Or I'm going to get the next part because you got the previous one. And I can think that in sport consistently with Cristiano Ronaldo, him and Lionel Messi, I imagine that pairing of one-upping each other each time. The, con you know, the competition between people creates the best out of people. You can turn it into something positive. If someone has slighted you in the past, it doesn't mean you're going to be a negative Nancy from then on. <laughs> you're going to learn to be able to use that as fire, as fuel, to be able to progress you down the line. I think this is what um, one of these quality means, is turning, uh, you know, taking someone's doubt of you and turning it into that fire. Put it in your hand, crush it, and absorb it into you, and use it to drive you forward. Every other person, uh, whenever I look on YouTube, there's a consistent message, and that is, I struggle with the hate messages or the 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 negative messages placed in the comments section. I say to you, use them. Use them as fuel. Use them as fire to be able to get through and use them as a way to say, I'm going to prove you wrong. Nothing w makes me happier and smile brighter than saying, I'm going to prove you wrong. Oh, man. And then if I'm representing someone else and I know they can do better, I'll say, prove me right. Prove me right. And it is that right there you can hear it in my voice that power because it is power it is the ability to take someone else's doubt of you and use it for you to become more powerful run faster write better speak well all of these things anything that you want you can use it and i love that so that is that's probably my favorite factor i know it's really childish but it is henry rollins used that as well he 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 described in the joe rogan podcast that he took all of those people he went to school with, anyone who ever bullied him, and he used all of them as a way to say, well, look at me now, motherfucker. Look at me now, because you went down that road, and you had a choice, and you could have chose better, and I'm here standing taller than the rest. And he said, he said it was very, like, yeah, it's childish, and Joe laughed, but the truth is, is that he was right is that you can use life in many ways and the best way to do it is to basically take negativity and turn it into positivity and we're going to get on to the negative and positivism later on in the podcast
but yes two of those factors so uh a lot of people have started with nothing and become something yeah we've addressed that understanding the world for what it is rather than what they want it to be oh i love that one that one's a really good one because everyone talks about equality and the ability for everyone to be on equal terms to start with all of these people on this list have proven that there is inequality in the world and for good reason they they are winners because there's inequality they are winners because they've made the inequality do you understand that this they wouldn't be winners if we were all equal there wouldn't be no winners there would be losers everyone would be a loser because there are no winners when there is equality for everything and i mean everything and i mean equality of outcome rather than equality of um treating people equally that's you can treat everyone equally that's fine but the point of starting from the same starting block it's it's kind of impossible because of the environment we are in um and it makes it that more powerful when somebody starts from the lower block and makes it past everybody else and gets to the higher block you you understand they get to the finish line first and they kick ass and take names it makes it that more and that's why i respect goggins so much because he came from like the lowest block possible and he got to the finish line before anyone else uh, and it's and it look at peter jackson he had as like a nilch budget for you know less i know it's a lot of money that he still got from miramax but it's it was less than everyone else nobody expected lord of the rings to work everybody was questioning him the entire time the the cinema line that was providing him with the money said that it should have been two movies rather than three uh they were questioning the actors that he put brought forward there was questions for him the entire time and then it became the most successful movie franchise of all time getting the most oscar awards that has ever existed period ever there's always going to be that. There's always going to be a an unequal and and let's say you know the fact that he got twelve Oscars. Do you think that everyone else should have got an Oscar just because you know they did well as well? It doesn't make sense, does it? So in, we don't ask for the world to be the way we want it to be. We ask for the world for what it is, and we use it uh, and the environment we're in to better ourselves and to adjust and to try and make the world a better place with what we know it is rather than what we want it to be and we can still use that to make it a better place i'm not saying that you just accept it and that's it all over you 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 destroy the what you're like the world's on fire fuck we better leave it burning <laughs> no we're not gonna do that we can slowly put it out but let's not say the world's an ocean when it's on fire you understand so or maybe you don't it doesn't matter at the end of the day it's all about just accept what you can accept and try to move forward based off those facts so know that enough is never enough i like this one now this might be a little bit of hypocrisy because i said earlier uh, i like a well-rounded human being in, in some ways i think that's an opinion rather than what makes you a winner or successful by the way that's very much me um winners prove everyone else wrong so that, that includes myself knowing enough is never enough knowing that having your best time it doesn't mean you stop and i think this is 
a true and it's it's this is what made me realize recently that I wasn't going down the right path career-wise because I wasn't giving it my all because when you truly love something when you truly want it it's you give it everything you give it your all and you like like this podcast I will consistently every single time try and put a hundred percent in because there's nothing else here you know it's 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 power knowing that you've gone down a path wrong path doesn't mean it's game over that's a good thing there's not a cliff you're going off you're not you know jumping off the edge of the cliff just because you've decided to go down one path rather than the other it's understanding that that path is going to take you down to the next crossroad where you make a decision that's going to put you on the right path and i'm a big believer in karma and life and the world and being uh having there's an extra factor that we can't see or have control over. And a lot of people aren't believers in that, it's fine. But if you have that understanding that some things are out of your control and you can only control what's within your bubble, that's fine. Again, we're, we're taking the world for what it is rather than what we want it to be. And if we can control and say that enough isn't enough and we're going to continue to strive for better, doesn't mean we're not going to be satisfied and i've spoke about this before the state to state moment it means that just because we have a fantastic state doesn't mean we don't want the next state it means appreciating the current state appreciating what we're in and then saying doesn't mean i don't want that next state. and even if it is on fire like i said last time even if it's red you still say i still want something better because if you don't you will just get comfortable and comfortable Comfort is the enemy of progress. Comfort is you becoming lazy, you becoming mentally soft, you stop exercising, you put on weight, people start saying, what happened to this guy, you know, or this girl, what happened to them, why are they dropping off the map, what, what's gone on to them, why are they like this, instead of saying, wow, look at that person, wow. I didn't believe they could do that, <laughs> you know, that, that's it right there. So know that it's never enough, but know to also understand how, you know, appreciate where you are. So that's another factor down the, the line of winners. Yes, I love that. Oh, this is, this is so we've, I, I literally spoke about this a second ago in the art of playing, knowing that there's an extra factor. This one's from Anthony Hopkins. If for those who don't know, well-known actor Anthony Hopkins has been in the industry, film industry for years. He did Silence of the Lambs as Hannibal Lecter. Uh, he's done, you know, so many movies. I can't think of. I'm trying to think of the one that comes to mind that he's been. He was fantastic in. I think it was Joe Black was quite good. He did a fantastic speech in there where he talked about falling head head over. Uh, fall head over heels in love and the idea of uh, love shouldn't be this kind of grey existence it's this idea of passion you know passion and excitement and can't think of the person for, for more than five seconds you know that that idea of love and it, he did a fantastic speech and if you haven't seen it I recommend you go look it up so yes Anthony Hopkins says play the game of belief and he does this fantastic speech where he's talking to the graduating students of 2020. 
He says, play the game of the belief. Believe you can be where you want to be. Understand that there is nothing stopping you from being in that vision that you have of the future. There is nothing there but belief. And if you have the game of the belief, even if you don't believe, believe. Because you, he said that he had a vision growing up of where he would be today. He didn't know how he was going to get there. He didn't know whether tomorrow was going to be existing or whether in a year's time it was going to be there. But he believed. And that's all that matters. And everything happens for a reason. Or maybe it doesn't. But believe. Even if you don't. And the ability to believe will provide you with the positivity to be able to keep moving forward. To keep taking that next step. To working harder to become one of the winners. Whatever you want to do. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Even if you don't believe. Play the game of belief. Act as if you believe. That is power. Because otherwise it is just regret from there. And Anthony Hopkins is one of the big people who says he doesn't have any regrets. And maybe, you know, you'll you'll bring up his start or you'll bring up how he's this or that or the other. It doesn't matter. It's a story. And that story is power. So yes, play the game of belief. Being proactive, having a tough environment creates a tough skin that can help you in the future. This is another factor. A lot, a lot of these people on that list, you know, Jeff, there's, Jeff Bezos comes up in this one to my mind because there's a picture online somewhere of Jeff Bezos in like the 90s with an Amazon banner that's drawn like really badly. He's in like a, a box office uh, he's, you know, he hasn't shaved his head, so he's got, like, the, the hair around the sides, he looks rough and ragged, and he's run, running the Amazon company right at the beginning. And it, it looked rough, but it, it was this idea that he was in this tough environment to begin with, where no one believed in Amazon, he believed in it, and he was working on this idea that he believed in. And now Amazon's one of the biggest com- companies in the world, he's, like, the second richest man on Earth, and he has nothing to worry about. And now he can do whatever he wants with his money. He has the ability to launch rockets into space, to be able to do whatever he wants with Amazon. I think he owns like a 26% share ratio of the company. And so that tough environment growing up, I imagine in that, sorry, I shouldn't say growing up, working in that tough environment of just being in a this you know dark office with the Amazon banner, uh, isn't exactly as inspiring as everyone hopes it to be, you know, that ability to continue down that road, even though nobody is down there with you, that's that's inspiring right there, and there's plenty of people who've been in that dark place where you are tough to, to the world around you and the external, and you are in a dark environment, and I think it was Chester Bennington who said that this place up here, this is a dark place and you don't want to be there. And it is this place between my 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 ears, he said. And he said it in a mental health way. But I, I take that and you use that and you say, yes, this place is a dark place. Good. It's going to make me a stronger person because it's dark. And because it's dark, you'll become the next level of you and progress. I believe in that. I, re- I truly do. 
And I'm not just saying that because I've played the game of belief. I play the game of also that the darkness is good as well as the light. And to those who are thinking that's cringe, fair enough. Whatever. You, you believe whatever you want. It. That's your opinion. But for me, I'm a really positive person. But on the other side, I'm also somebody who's got anger, got like that that resentment that you know every, everything that you can think of all of those negative emotions are there and i use them i use them and I, I channel them and i channel them into my workouts and into my ideas and i use it as a way to flow with who i am because if you can't accept both the yin and yang you are going to forever live in a world where you're pushing a boulder up a really, 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 really upright hill, and you're gonna you're gonna find it really tough instead of going downhill. So yes, be proactive and be in an environment that is tough for you, because like I said earlier, comfort is the enemy of the becoming a winner, and I think. These, these factors, by the way, I've, I've just had a look online of, of each of these characteristics within these people. Um, and so please take them with a pinch of salt because you may think that some of these factors don't contribute and they may be opinionated, but that's fine. Be brave. Be brave. Now, brave can be linked very easily with stupidity sometimes. And yes, that, that can be the case. Being brave can be stupid sometimes. But also being brave and taking a chance. The world right now is filled with people who just want to not take any risks. Because life's scary. And it is. It truly is. It's truly a scary place. But you know what else? It's the best place to be ever. It's the only place we've got. Earth is... You know, we forget, and I'm going to keep saying this on these podcasts because I love saying it, we live on a bloody ball of water and earth that flies through nothingness and nothingness is expanding and, <laughs> and the universe has to expand on the edge of a black hole of the of abyss is moving at light speed uh, with other universes also moving at light speed that we'll never see unless we learn to travel at light speed. So, perspective. Zoom out. <laughs> because everything at the moment is, you know, just feared. You know, we we fear from the news. We fear and we localize instead of zooming out and gaining perspective. Fear is is very easy to control once you learn how to control it. And comfort allows fear to grow rather than shrink. And so for me personally, I'm really looking forward to conquering some of my fears when I start to travel in January of 2022 to get back out there, to see the world, to expand my horizons. Because fear for me is also not knowing the unknown areas. The unknown's a scary place. But what's more scary is getting later on in life knowing that you haven't discovered those unknown areas. It's like playing Skyrim. And not seeing all of the map. <laughs> simplify it. Simplify it. So yes, be brave. And be bold. Read and educate yourself. Now, a lot of people associate education with school and university. Scratch that out. Remove that from your mind. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is read what you want to read. Choose the stuff that really interests you. Because the worst thing I've found is that if you take something that really interests you and you have someone else teach you it, 
it becomes so not interesting. You need to search it for yourself. You need to go out there and educate yourself. You need to teach yourself because, and here's the kicker, is that if you do it yourself, you have built a relationship with yourself and you have built a bridge between the mind and this knowledge. And you are now not hating it because someone else has come into your world and told you this information. Because by doing so, you negate the positivity you get from it. I can promise you this. When you're at school and you choose a subject, for instance, if you're really into history and you choose history as an A-level, I promise you you won't like it as much as you did when you were just doing it for fun. Because you're having an external factor determine your love for a subject. And your love for the subject will be different to what corresponds to a educational system's ability to determine what that love should be so please read and educate yourself because there's nothing i love more than reading and learning new things in my own time learning and it doesn't have to do anything with your job if you're an adult you can learn something that's fun you know it doesn't have to be any carpentry like whatever it doesn't clothing making you know knitting it doesn't matter it's just fun you know i've i've had to learn how to edit <laughs> for this podcast from time to time i'm terrible at it but it's still fun for me now like you know with 61 episodes in it's still fun now because no one else has told me to do it because i'm doing it myself because i'm choosing to do it because i choose to do things my relationship with programming has deteriorated because other people have come into my world and determined certain things my degree in computer science my jobs where i've gone and worked for other people who who are programmers and say this is what you should be doing it's not that, that it's not, some of it's very good advice but sometimes your love for something is determined by you and not by other people so that's a big one so read and educate yourself oh ma these people are masters of time master your time so have a plan have a daily schedule that you really enjoy. Jordan, I know I bring up Jordan Peterson all the time. I'm sorry. For those who don't like Jordan Peterson, I'm really, you know, you're, you may not like me. <laughs> so there's that. But what he does say is that if you choose a day that you love, if you make a day, a schedule that you can really abide by and stick to, then you just become so efficient. You become so... Uh, you know, you're just getting so much more work done because you have consistently um, stuck to your plan and been able to determine. I think he uses a really good example in that if you go to, if somebody goes to the library to study at university, for instance, the majority of the time they're not doing the work. They will do a few hours of work and then they will start to tire out and they will start to get bored and they will no longer want to do the work and they will become less effective. But if you create a schedule where you're not in the library for six hours a day and if you create one which is going to be really effective for you, then you're going to enjoy it and you're also going to learn more. So use your time effectively and use it. For instance, I've, you know, when I when I work for my own company in four weeks' time, I know crazy to think I'm going to be working for Taylor's Tales Ltd permanently uh, and full time in four weeks' time. I've already created a day that I really want to do, starting from seven in the morning, finishing at like ten at night, you know, and maybe later on, but or earlier, determining how I'm feeling. Um, because I, I, I do like early mornings. I am a morning person. So that works for me. Again, time management. 
I'm, an, I'm a morning person. You may be an evening person. Work to your strengths. You may want to work really well into the evening. If so, you're probably still a student in mental state. <laughs> but even if you are, it doesn't matter. You work to your strengths in that sense. So work, use time management effectively and make it work for you. Expecting positive things from actions. Don't be negative. Emphasis on the don't be negative. People who are positive, people who are going through life, not blaming other people and focusing on being a positive person are going to enjoy life. I can promise you that. I've seen so many people who blame other people and are negative and go through life with their shoulders sunk and they're not smiling and they just friggin' hate everyone around and those people are sad and it's just it's so hard to watch and there's so much negativity coming off them where they take the piss out of other people they can't they can't enjoy being just true to who they are they use other people as ways to to blame on life and i've seen it and it's not a fun game be positive be in that mindset where the world is going to work from you and not the work you work for the world you know so be positive don't be negative find a way to get that right mindset because right now if you are in this part of your life where you're like everything's down for me man chris you're telling me how to be positive but things suck use that suck use it because no one else is coming no one else is coming no one's coming to save you motherfucker no one and i'm sorry for the swearing throughout this podcast but i'm using the the emphasis here because it's this is it this is it no one is coming to save you this is for me as well as well as you guys no one is coming for you i used to think when i was younger that there was going to be some external factor that was going to come and help me there isn't there's nothing you are the only person who's here for you there's no one else everything else goes to the wayside you have the power to change be positive have that mindset and you'll become one of the winners and i'm going to become one of the winners i'm going to be joining you on that journey to become one of the winners you're going to see it as we progress together because to one of the things about winners is that they bring other people up with them they don't push other people down and be negative they bring other people up they bring their friends up their family up they don't just shit all, all over other people how many winners do you know do that and if they are doing that they're not true winners they're not the proper winners so we end on that positive note be positive have a good mindset. Do these factors that I've talked about. Follow me along the journey as I follow these factors as well. And call me on my bullshit if I don't follow these factors as well. <laughs> so there's, there you go. Me, I'll end, end of a laugh. Not taking yourself too seriously should be another factor. But also, it, it, my podcast is, is far too non-serious for, for anyone to, to take this too seriously in the first place. I really hope you've enjoyed this podcast on on talking about winners and successful people and the successful factors of these people. And uh, I hope you've got something from it. So this has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I'll see you this time next week. Bye now.